Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Roto-Grinders presents the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. Bringing you up to the minute industry news. Time for me to tell you about the biggest tournament in the history of Daily Fantasy Sports. Interviews from the biggest names in the industry. The one and only Condia. Head Chopper joins us now to talk about this weekend in Daily Fantasy Football. Now on the podcast, Napster Man. And game analysis to save you time and help you build your bankroll. Both the salary and the matchup are just too good. If you are not playing him in your head-to-head game, you are just going to lose. Here is your host, the one and only, Dan Bach. What's up, what's up, grinders? It's the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. I'm Josh Sir Giant. As always, with my co-host, Travis, Mr. Chalk Mangone. We'll be filling in here for Dan Bach. This is the last day we'll be playing him from this week. We covered the last two days. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We've got a nice... Big slate here, uh, 11 games, it's uh, June 21st, it's Wednesday, uh, game start at 7.05pm, we'll be covering the main slate. Travis, how you doing today, man? Good, um, yeah, ready to check out this slate, um, it's not too bad, uh, I guess it's, the pitching's not great, we were talking about it a little bit, right, uh, pitching's, pitching's they're, they're, it's interesting, right, there's uh, some question marks, so it leads to some more decision making, not like just plug in, uh, plug in X pitcher who's the ace of the slate, so it makes it interesting on everyone. Yeah, there's definitely going to be some uh, some difficult decisions to make today. It's not really any clear-cut uh, route to go, which is a, a fun day for tournaments, in my opinion. If we're going to talk about game selection here, I think that tournaments is, is a good route to go. And it looks like we got some good tournaments on our sponsor site, Fantasy Draft. Uh, Travis, uh, have you been playing on Fantasy Draft at all lately? Yeah, uh, head over there and play. There's a bunch of different ones, from, you know, the $5, $25. Those are good ones. And, hey, you can go up even higher. They have higher contests. Um they have the uh, what's the prize one? What's the one they have for today? Oh, uh, they have the three hundred thirty-three dollar. You can do one of those one hundred eleven dollar. You know, at any prize size, you can play at one dollar. There's tons of different uh, tons of different spots to uh, play at. So uh, yeah, head over there and play. It's a it's a good site to play. And uh, you know, uh, I, the one the, the best thing about it is you don't have to play uh, catcher, second baseman, and shortstops when they're in bad spots. Yeah, I know you love you love hating. Uh, hate playing you hate playing those catchers you love to, to get away from that i know that for sure so um that's a good spot to go to uh if you want to get away from playing the catchers there uh also i saw that you've been releasing some of the WNBA content we were talking about how's that going yeah um yeah it's good it didn't, definitely didn't have the best day on sunday uh but uh i don't know the process i think was good and uh it, it was one of the one of the one of the bad days compared to all the good ones, so that's fine. Uh, but we have a big actual WNBA contest on, uh, I don't know if you saw this, Josh, but it's a $6, and it's 25 k to first on uh, Friday. So there's five games, man, so that'll be fun. Uh, I'll be writing something up for that, so check that out. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty big prize pool for first, and it's a Friday night, five games of basketball. Uh, so yeah, uh, I don't know. We everyone loves everyone loves the NBA. So I don't know. Maybe maybe Friday night people will be putting on the WNBA and getting excited for the five games. Well, that sounds exciting. It's good to see some uh, 
some movement now and, and seeing some bigger tournaments for for the sport, especially, you know, for you since, you know, you've been pushing it for a little bit now. And uh, like I said, one of the best in the game, definitely, for, for content for WNBA DFS. So check out Travis's work. But uh, before we hop into the analysis here, give us both a follow on Twitter. My handle is at RealJoshuaGiant. You can follow Travis at TravisMangone, M-A-N-G-O-N-E. Shoot over any questions or any comments you may have throughout the day as the lineups come out. Uh, if you need any advice or you just want to, you know, say what's up, go ahead and do it. Uh, we're, we love interacting with you guys. Um, so without any more things to cover, we're going to cover this slate here. Uh, let's start with pitching like we always do. And uh, if we're going to start with pitching, we should probably start with the highest price option on this slate. And uh, it's going to be Jose Barrios. Now, like, on a slate where Jose Barrios is the highest price option at your pitching spot, uh, you know, I think that's, that speaks volumes for what we're looking at here in the player pool. Uh, Travis, how do you feel about Barrios here? Yeah, so I, I like Barrios. Um, he's a young, talented pitcher who's definitely going to, you know, just get better and better. Uh, and he's kind of, like, started hitting his stride more so the past couple games. And we've seen him. He's looked really good if you watch his games. I mean, the ball's been moving amazingly. He's looked really great. And a game match against the White Sox, uh, White Sox have gotten better, obviously. Uh, you couldn't expect what was going on in April to continue for the whole year, right? You knew that they would get some positive regression in their favor. But uh, I have interest in Barrios. I'm just a little worried about the price tag, right? If it if price wasn't a thing, salary wasn't a thing, sure, I'd be more interested in Barrios. But the price tag is pretty expensive, and I'm probably going to want a lot of hitters. So I don't know if I'll be paying up for Jose Barrios when I could pay down for some other guys who uh, maybe have similar upside uh, but are – Obviously a little riskier, but I don't know. I, if you have the money for Berrios, I want him, but I, don't, I just don't know if I'm going to have the money for him. Yeah, I mean, he's got a strikeout upside against righties here this season, 28.9%. It's incredible. Against lefties, 20% flat. It's a little bit below the average, but that's fine. His walk rate's been coming down, so that's nice. Uh, you know, I just I just never feel comfortable putting him on my roster, even in this matchup, you know, against the White Sox. And he's just priced up so high that I just don't think my roster builds are, will be uh, – We'll have any room for Jose Barrios, but you know I couldn't knock you if you wanted to give you know give him a shot in the tournament, uh, especially against this White Sox offense. So uh, let's jump down to Carlos Carrasco, another high priced option, second highest priced option on the slate. Uh, how are you feeling about Carrasco here against Baltimore, Travis? Uh, again, like uh, I don't really want to target um, the Orioles, and I don't like that park. Like that combination is just something I don't want to deal with. Like I don't mind targeting the Orioles, but right now they're just crushing the ball. It's super hot that stadium. Uh, it's just it doesn't seem like a winning strategy for me. But um, I get it, right? Krasko's been really good this year. He's probably the number one. Like he's probably the guy. I'd I lean to in cash games. Full disclaimer, I'm not playing cash games today. I'm just going to play some tournaments and move on. But I guess he's the guy I would go to in cash games, right? But I don't feel good about it. Um, I mean, Carrasco's been really good this year. Um, I mean, he you know he can struggle at times. And this is a Baltimore offense that is uh, 
is a good hitting offense and it's just a good hitting environment. Um, so yeah, it's kind of something I'm struggling with, but you know, Kras has got all the right numbers, like righties K percentage, 26.3%, uh, walk percentage is 4.8%. And the Orioles have tons of righties. So that K percentage, uh, walk percentage is absolutely fantastic. And then he's got a 45% ground ball rate. Um, he's probably the guy I would want to go to, but I, I do worry just because of the way the Orioles are crushing the ball and, uh, just, that hot weather, man, in that stadium and that, that ballpark is small, a lot smaller. Ballpark downgrade for Carrasco. But he's the guy, I think. Uh, I think he's like the number one if you told me you had to pick one guy who, uh, one guy for your life tonight to pitch for you. And uh, in the game environment they're in, which guy would you back? And I guess it's him if I had to pick. Yeah. Um, you know, f- just to save us time, for most of the reasons that you mentioned, I will be staying away from Carrasco. Just uh, too many red flags for me here um, to pay that price tag. Maybe as the day goes on. We get some value in the hits, you know, in the, in, the, in the bats. Maybe I could find a way to squeeze them into some lives, but my roster bills just aren't going that way. So uh, let's look at the Shark, though. we got Shark and SunTrust here against Atlanta. This is an interesting spot. Um, you know, he has that strikeout upside. Um, that Atlanta team is, like, kind of up and down with their offense. So uh, is this a spot where you want to be targeting the Shark in tournaments? Nope, nope, nope. It's in SunTrust. I will pass, and I will let others play him and let others lose. I just, uh, I'm not taking. I don't like taking pictures in SunTrust. I, I hate it, and uh, yeah, I'll just move on unless I can get him on a site where he's like super depressed discount. Uh, and I feel like there could be some like massive profit potential in a tournament because of it. But now nah, I'm gonna pass here. How yeah. about you? Yeah, I'm in the same spot as you. Uh, just you know, if he was like super discounted, like if they gave him like the core special price, like you know, if he was like. 70 something K like, you know, 7,400 on DraftKings. If he was like, you know, 14 K on fantasy draft then yeah, we could look at him, but you know, he's priced up higher than that. So I think we could stay away from here. Uh, here's my favorite play so far. Um, as you know, as I'm going into my research, I'm really liking Rich Hill here against the Mets. The Mets have extreme drops in offense, uh, in their offensive statistics when it comes to facing lefties. Plus he's throwing in Dodger stadium, uh, which we know is a pitcher's park. And, you know, he stretched out to over a hundred pitchers last start. So, uh, that blister no longer an issue. Now the results weren't great, but you know, we know this is Rich Hill. Like we know what Rich Hill can do. You know, it's not, it's not like this is a young guy. We're not sure where he's going to end up. This, you know, this is, it's Rich Hill. We know what he can do and we know that he has the strikeout upside. Um, you know, and I think the experience, uh, you know, will come into play uh, when he takes the mound as he's gotten more comfortable out there. Um, I think that this is a good spot to target Rachel. He's only 8900 on DraftKings, and I think that's a fair price. I think that this is a, a, a good spot where um, you could target um, – you could target Rachel in cash games and kind of get away from like Carrasco and Barrios and like those higher price guys and gives you some more cap to fit in your bats. Uh, how, how do you feel about Rich Hill here, uh, Travis? Yeah, I think he's going to be a cash game guy that people are talking about throughout the day, kind of gain some traction and, uh, yeah, I, I kind of agree with most of the points with you there. I think that's what that, what the case is going to be with Rich Hill, and uh, I'll have uh, I think I'll have some exposure to him too, where I can get him for cheaper. And um, yeah, just because I feel like there's some nice safety there. I'm not I'm not expect the guy to be going eight innings and just dealing a bunch of K's, but I think it's a good spot for him. Seems like he's safe with a little bit of upside, depending on where you find him for the price. Yeah, I mean, seventy six hundred on Fanduel is also a spectacular price for cash games. Um, it's just. It's low enough to where you can really fit in some of those higher price bats you want to get in. And uh, how much is he over there on fantasy drafting? I'm uh, trying to get it open over here. Uh, seven thousand two hundred, seventeen thousand two hundred. So yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, he's he's the fourth highest pitcher, but uh, I think it's still good. 
Yeah, I mean, relative to the slate, I mean, it's still it's still an affordable price tag. So, uh, yeah, definitely like Rich Hill here in cash games. Um, we got uh, Mike Fires here against Oakland in Oakland. Um, Oakland strikes out a ton. Fires is a guy that's kind of been stepping it up recently. You know, is is he's, he's had a, a few. He strung together some good starts here. You know, he was a guy that we were targeting bats against, and um, he's kind of stepped up and thrown well lately. So, um, any interest here? You know, in Oakland in a pitcher's park against a team that strikes out a ton. No, uh, this this will be a guy just kind of like let go. Uh, let, I'll let him like kind of just disappear, and hopefully he's not on the winning team and don't have to worry about him. I'm not a fan of him. I'll just let him uh, let him kind of pretend he's not on the slate. The only reason I would play him is if like he had like an extreme pitcher's umpire and like it was really good for K's, and then I'd start considering him. But uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, so yeah, uh, how about you? You, you? Are you gonna play him? I might I might roll him out in a tournament or two. But uh, definitely not like super interested. Just simply for the fact that you know he's been throwing well. He's in a pitcher's park against a team that strikes out a lot, um, and he's flashed some strikeout upside you know throughout his career. So this could be a good spot where you know for the same reason that you just said you know you're just not going to touch him and hope they disappear. It's like I know a lot of people are going to take that approach, so it kind of gives you that uh, that edge if you, you get him in a super low ownership you know in tournaments. So someone I might target, but. Uh, you know, as the day goes on, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll uh, get off him. Maybe I'll get on him more. I'll let you guys know on Twitter how I'm feeling about him as the day goes on. Uh, Justin Verlander against Seattle in the pitcher's park here. Uh, any interest there? Yeah, yeah no, uh, I, I don't have a ton of interest in Verlander. I I think if I had to pick, uh, I'm going to go with uh, James Paxton. Uh, I get him scared of the Tigers, the righties against the lefty, but... Uh, I think I'll go with Paxton. I feel like he's got decent upside, but again, Verlander's got some upside too. So in tournaments, man, it's it's uh, it's tough. It's really actually a tough decision on that, right? Like I I, I see the argument for Verlander. I, I feel like you're more on Verlander than I am, Josh. But I just feel like Paxton has a ton of K upside. I mean, Verlander's got a K percentage of twenty point three percent against righties and twenty one percent against lefties. I've uh, been struggling with a lot of walks, but and that Seattle offense is a team that I'm definitely a little. Uh, you know, a little worried about, but the thing with Paxson, man, is he it plays into the matchup well, right? Like we we worry about righties a hundred percent against a lefty normally, but Paxson, I mean, he's kind of you know he's crushing righties, right? He's got a twenty seven point nine percent K percentage against righties compared to lefties, which is eighteen point four percent. Like uh, I'm pretty sure off the top of my head, I'm trying to remember. Paxson's kind of got some reverse splits in him. Uh, I'll check it out right now just to make sure. I'm ninety nine percent sure it is. Uh, I always forget that with him. But, yeah, I mean, Paxton against righties, he might actually dominate all these Detroit righties because we know they can swing and miss with the best of them. I think Paxton might be the best tournament option on this slate. That's just my opinion. Uh, But it could be, uh, you know, obviously those tires could be deadly and uh, definitely hurt us. Yeah. Um, One guy that, you know, we've been targeting to, you know, and and putting in our lineups as, you know, to be – one of our uh, one of our two pitchers on two pitcher sites has been uh, Montgomery, and he's going against the Angels here. And I think the days of targeting the you know the Angels without Trout are over. They've kind of stepped up and been hitting the ball offensively really well. And if you look in the last month uh, against lefties, five sixty six WOBA and four seventy six ISO, seventeen point nine percent walk rate. It's in- insane, you know, and only a fourteen point three percent strikeout rate. They're not striking out, um, you know. This is. Well, Montgomery does like he limits hard hits, you know, and he uh, he doesn't walk a lot of batters. His strikeout his strikeout um, numbers against righties are, are very very decent. Um, 
I just, I don't know. I'm just looking at the numbers of these bats and watching these angels heat up, and uh, I just feel like I'm gonna have to kind of stay away from uh, targeting. There's no K's there. Away. There's no K's, Josh. Just move on. You're I'm telling right. you, just You're move right. on from the angels. You were there early. Well, I don't know. I, I might I actually target. Did well yesterday, though. I think. I think Pineda got some K's towards the end. I don't. I don't remember, but I saw the score get a little higher than it was. But he was struggling at first. Well, it's in Yankee Stadium too, which is like kind of a neutral park. I mean, it's a hitter's park for lefties, but for righties, it's kind of a neutral park and. You know, we'd be targeting righty bats from from the Angels here. It makes me kind of want to target some of these Angels righties just because no one ever plays any hitters on the Angels. You know, like you'll get them in a very, very low ownership. And uh, and they've just been smashing lefties over the last month. So um, this might be a spot to, to target them um, in tournaments. So I don't know. That might be the yeah. route I go. But I'm going to stay away from Montgomery. That's for sure. And uh, Paxton, you mentioned, uh, you know, I just – you know, the guy has just been falling apart the last few games, and I just don't feel comfortable playing lefties against Detroit, especially a healthy Detroit with, like, you know, a bunch of hitters that could hit lefties well. So um, I'll probably stay away from Paxton, but I get it. You know, I understand. Um, well, here's 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 the Woba. Here's the Woba against righties in his career. 285 innings, 282 Woba. 56 innings pitched uh, against lefties, 329. So that's his career ones, and then uh, – I mean, in 2017, it is uh, 217 to lefties and then uh, 286 to righties. And then, you know, 2016, it's more so neutral, like 319 and 300. And then, like, 2015, it's uh, extreme. I mean, righties, it's uh, 266 to uh, 457. Um, So, I don't know, man. Like I, I, I'm gonna dive a little deeper into packs than I think, and it's one of those slates where I think if you dive into pitching deeper than other people, you could get rewarded and find something that others aren't looking at. Like look at the plated IQ, uh, see what matches up and doesn't match up with, uh, you know, the hitters. Dive into just more stuff and try and uh, out out research the competition. I think that's something important to do. And I think Paxton's a guy like you know I I struggle with the whole his reverse splits look. Like just don't seem like uh, an ideal thing, right? Like it doesn't seem like something I would uh, uh, imagine, right? A lefty like that is better against Rays. It just doesn't make any sense. But uh, I don't know. I'll have to look into it more and make sure. I, I forgot that 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 he is kind of had had those reversible tendencies over his career. Uh, I always forget that, and I just figured uh, I'll look into it again a little more today. Uh, and because I, I I feel like he's a guy I really want to consider a pitcher, and he's a guy I like going forward. And I've been playing this year a little bit, so uh, I think he's a good tournament option. All right, let's cross a bunch of these pitchers off the list. Uh, just say yes if you agree with me and no if you do not, okay? I'm going to say yes if you agree that it should be crossed off. David Holmberg? Yeah, nope, cross him off. Gossman? Cross him off. Nolasco? He's terrible. Yeah, he's so bad. Uh, cross him off. Uh, Trevor Williams? What is that one? Trevor Williams? Oh, no, cross him off. Tyler Pill? Yeah, pass. Biani, uh, you know. Uh, and, uh, Eugenie, Eugenie. I want to, but that park, yeah, no, I don't want to really touch pictures in the park, yeah, Eugenie. but I, I get it, yeah, yeah, no, that, uh, no, don't do it, just cross him off. Yeah, uh, he's so crossed off, I didn't even pronounce his name right. Uh, <laughs> Taiwan Walker? <laughs> cross him off, I don't want him in cores, that's P- terrible. Pavetta? Cross him off, he's awful too. Junior Guerrero? I know you have interest, right? Uh, you didn't tell me if you did, but I think you do. I don't I love, mind it. I love Junior Guerrero, man. Real life, like I just love watching the guy pitch. He's just so crafty, man. But I just don't know if this is the slate to do it. I wouldn't fault you on DraftKings. He's only six K on DraftKings. 
Um, like, I wouldn't fault you on putting him as your second starting pitcher. Like, no interest on, like, a site like FanDuel where it's, like, a one-pitcher site. But I think you can get away with some Junior Guerrera as your uh, second starting pitcher. The guy has a ton of upside, man. He could strike out hitters, like, you know. Um, he could just bunch together some strikeouts and, and any outing that he goes out there just because he has so so much, like, um, command over, like, I know he walks a lot of hitters, but, like, he has a lot of command over his breaking balls the problem is that he really he goes for strikeouts he's not pitching to contact you know so that's why he walks a lot of hitters is because you know he's he's just trying to hit his spots and strike guys out he'd rather he'd rather walk you than let you hit you know let you smash one off him you know he's not going to throw you that meatball when he gets like you know behind the count and i think that's why you know which i can relate to because i did that a lot in my pitching days and i i definitely had higher walk rates than i should have because of that but i get it you know so uh, <coughs> dfs and dfs are going for those strikeouts so that's where you'd want to go. Uh, how about Tyson Ross in Texas, you know, coming back? Um, I know we talked about him a little bit earlier uh, off the podcast, and you didn't seem too interested. So, um, you know, for 6300 on DraftKings, you don't think it's worth a shot in tournaments? No, I'm just – I'm not going to play him. Uh, in Just not in that Texas park, man. It's just – it's such a good game environment. Uh, it's just – I, I get pitchers can do well, right? You know, you have to hit the bats in order to uh, get it. If you see something with Tyson Ross that you like, you know, his minor league numbers off his rehab start were pretty awful. I'm just going to pass from it. It's 90 degrees there. It just seems like a seems like a spot where I don't think is a, is one to go today. I'd rather take my shots at other places. Okay. Sean Newcomb uh, against uh, the Giants. Uh, yeah, I, I mean – this kid's like pretty good, I thought. Like from what I kept hearing, uh, I haven't rostered him yet or really dove into like his uh, too much of his uh, of his um, numbers completely. But because uh, he was on like a slate where it was like a day slate, I wasn't even playing or whatever. But um, he's going with the Giants, right? Like that's just not a. It just doesn't work, right? Like they're getting a huge park shift. Um, and he's going against the Giants, and they don't strike out a ton. So I'm gonna pass on Newcomb, but. Uh, I wouldn't fault you for maybe going in if you think it's a spot where they can get some swing and misses. That's just the thing I worry about with them, right? It's uh, it's hard to, but uh, again, I you know I I don't like creating like saying it's an absolute. Don't play these pitchers against them in, in every spot. But he, the Giants are one of those teams that it's tough to just if you if you do that over the course of the season and just say, hey, I'm not gonna play pitchers against the Giants. It normally could be a positive move. So I'm just gonna pass on Newcomb. How about Jeff the Hoffmaster Hoffman? At home against yeah uh, yeah I kind of have some interest in him and Coors I don't know about you but uh, I, I do yeah I do I'm glad we're on the okay yeah. yeah I think he's a good option against Arizona I think he can get by uh, I mean Hoffman's been decent this year he's been, he's he's one of those guys like uh, people played him in that win Chicago game and everyone was worried uh, it would just go nuts and uh, Jeff Hoffman showed everyone uh, who was boss and he's a really good uh, young young uh, pitcher. I mean, I think this is a good spot for him. K percentage against righties is 32.3%, 24.6% against lefties. Walk rate is under five. Uh, walk percentage is under five to both. Um, yeah, I mean, he's. I think he's a great option today. Uh, just depends on where you can get him for what salary. Um, on fantasy draft, $3,200. I'm in on him. Wow. Yeah, the kid is good, man. The kid's really good. So uh, that's that's where you want to be. Uh, if you want to be a little different, people just you know automatically cross off pitchers at cores, and you know you shouldn't necessarily do that. Granky had a good showing there, you know, last night. I had him, in my, I had him in my lineups. He did well, so you know, like like guys can throw well at cores. It's not like impossible to do, you know. So that cores effect 
um, is more you want like you want to target like fly ball pitchers who give up a lot of hard contact in cores, and you want to like capitalize on that. You know what I mean? It's not like it's not like great pitchers become garbage there. You know that's not how it's not how it works. Like um, yeah, again, again the Cubs effect, right? The wind's blowing out twelve miles per hour, and it's going to be eighty eight degrees in cores. So that's interesting. Uh, the whole we had the Cubs. They played against the Cubs when it was like twenty mile per hour winds, and he threw a gem. So uh, <laughs> he did. Do you can get by, right? Yeah. yeah, like you can get by, but. Uh, Oh man, I don't know. It's going to be tough. I think I'll be able to click it, but it, it's it's definitely going to be tough as the day goes on. I could see myself talking myself out of Jeff Wathman chairs and not not liking that at the end of the night. But who knows? I mean, for sixty six hundred on DraftKings, it's kind of like you have to get some. Yeah, chairs, I know. You know? It's, yeah, it's a good. It's a good. It's, I mean, this is a guy that should be like eighty five hundred. You know what I mean? So, um, how about Sean Manea at home in that pitcher's park in Oakland against Houston? Um, any interest there? Again, it's the Astros. Astros. Uh, I just I kind of crossed them off, uh, especially against like guys like Manaya. I mean, he's I mean, Manaya's not bad, right? He's 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 a decent pitcher. We don't mind him, but uh, against the Astros, just doesn't seem like a smart strategy, especially with all those righties that can absolutely crush uh, crush Manaya. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a, just a pass for me. They just don't strike out, not tons of strikeout upside. And I'll just I'll go to a guy like a Michael Walker instead for strikeout upside. Uh, that's that's the last guy. I haven't even mentioned him yet. I've been, that's the last guy. Yeah, I've been waiting yeah. for you to mention it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty excited about him. I mean, as long as he doesn't become chalk. Like, I know Michael Walker can become chalk sometimes out of nowhere. Uh, so if Michael Walker becomes, like, extreme chalk, like 30% or more, I'll start getting worried and maybe pivot my share somewhere else. But I like uh, I just like targeting Philly and the upside that it brings. Uh, yeah, I get it's like a park downgrade for him, but uh, Travis, I think he's how, how, many, for how many bad games does Waka have to have before people just stop playing him? I just don't understand why everyone just keeps going back to the Waka well. Like the guy doesn't go beyond six innings; it doesn't happen. Like he does not go beyond six innings. He hasn't thrown a hundred pitches in like he threw one. He threw a hundred pitches twice in the last in his last ten starts. Man, like he just doesn't. Do- you can win a tournament without a hundred pitches. Your pitch doesn't have to go a hundred. You can you can get get by. Uh, I don't know. It's just it's the Phillies, man. Like uh, I don't know. I think he can just get by pretty well. I mean, he pitched against the Phillies already not too long ago, and uh, you know he just he only had two Ks, right? I don't expect that to happen again against the Phillies. Uh, he'll definitely go. He'll definitely get more Ks this time. I'll I'll I'll, I'll go behind it and say that a hot take Michael Walker has more than 2 Ks tomorrow. I'm just not playing Walker. I just feel so uncomfortable playing Walker today, man. Like I just I can't. I get it. If he, if he's chalky, I don't want him, but if I can get him on her own somehow, I'll go against him. It's just such a headache. It's like a heart attack. Like I'm like I'm watching the game or I'm watching it on my app and it's like when is Walker going to blow up and just destroy this whole start? You know what I mean? When am I going to get that big minus I mean, like there are some pitchers you don't watch, Josh. You just you just you 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 make sure you do something. Like when Francisco Liriano's on the mound and you have a lot of him, you make sure you don't watch that <laughs> game. You make sure you are busy with something else at the time. Go play go play basketball with friends. Go, I don't know, take a cooking class. I don't know. Find something <laughs> to class. do. Like no, but seriously. How how uncomfortable you know what I'm talking about, those pitchers where you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, just, yeah. Walk is that guy, man. Like he's one of those guys where it's like it's like I'm just waiting for my lineup to get destroyed. Like it's it's so it's like it's so sad. Like, you know, and I don't I don't want to be in that position. So I'm not gonna have any shares of Waka tonight until he proves me wrong that, you know, he's gonna he's gonna bounce back and like, you know, string together a, a good amount of quality starts here and throw well. It just it's it's just not happening. So um and if they throw that they'll stretch him out past six innings too, which is really important to me. You know, I want a guy that has the most upside 
and um, a guy that can't go beyond six innings is going to be very limited. So that's where I'm at there. But uh, there, we covered all the pitchers. Uh, so why don't you uh, name your top two pitchers on the slate, then? Oh, like top two pitchers on the slate. Um, oh, that's really tough. I guess I'm going to go with oh, – I, I don't want to say Rich Hill because that just feels gross. But uh, I'm going to go with James Paxton as my one. And, uh, you know, I'll go with Jeff Hoffman just because I don't really want to say Rich Hill just because I don't know how many innings he'll end up going. But uh, he's I'll go with Hoffman uh, and Paxton as the two guys I like with some uh, decent upside. Yeah, I'll go with uh, I'll go with Rich Hill as my number one since you didn't want to do it, ha. Huh. And uh, I will go with Carrasco as my number two. So there you go. Um, that's where we're at, pitcher. Then we covered all the pitchers. We're ready to move on to the batters. So let's uh, let's move along and go on to the catcher position. Travis, you kick us off here. Yeah, um, so the catcher spot, uh, again, it's always a spot I never like rostering people from. Uh, but uh, I, I think Buster Posey, right, If where we can get him for cheaper against uh, a lefty, I mean, that sounds great. I'm, 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 I think that's a good option to go to towards the top. Uh, of course, uh, Gary Sanchez, right, uh, I'm sure you have interest in him against Ricky Nolasco. I mean, Ricky Nolasco has been giving it up to some righties. He's been giving up tons of home runs, tons of hard contact. Uh, if you can get Gary Sanchez in your lineup and get him in your lineup, uh, I think it's pretty simple at this point uh, with him. He's just absolutely crushing the ball. Hit another home run yesterday, so uh, you know have to have interest in him. Yadier Molina against Nick Pavetta. I mean, Yadier's been crushing the ball. Uh, he's been doing really, he's been doing really well recently. So I think Yadier Molina against Nick Pavetta is an interesting route to go. I think you go to him uh, if you want to take one of those Astros catchers. Evan Gaddis is probably the guy against Sean Manaya. That's the one I would end up looking at. And then, uh, of course, uh, you know, got to mention his money Grandal against Tyler Pill. Um, always have to have interest in Grandal against a righty. And uh, Grandal had a home run yesterday, so uh, maybe he starts heating up here a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, those are kind of the guys for me. Uh, I don't have a ton of uh, punt catchers I'm looking at right now. And, of course, we're on fantasy draft, so not a lot of catchers I need to look at, which is kind of nice. Uh, how about you, Josh? What do you like a catcher? Are you going to comp- do the complete uh, catcher fade on a uh, fantasy draft? Yeah, no. I mean, the only guy I would play is like Gary Sanchez in my Yankees stack, I think. But uh, I don't think I'm even stacking the Yankees. So, uh, but yeah, uh, what about you? Do you like anyone at catcher? I don't know. I draft, so I'm not really worrying about the catcher right now. But, uh, you know, on other sites, I get it's rough, right? I more so always try to punt it just so I can, uh, and I wait for lineups to come out to kind of get myself there like i think russell martin against tyson ross is interesting right he's cheap in some spots on some other sites uh i don't know what's your thoughts yeah um it's kind of a sloppy slate for catcher too uh so i'm not like you know i'm having a hard time figuring out where i'm gonna go um like i don't mind you know Benny pina against trevor williams uh you read my mind i was just gonna say pina against trevor williams that's crazy i was literally <laughs> just i was looking at him just now i was about to say i think that he's uh you know, he's still priced pretty down to where you can fit him in. He's affordable, so I think that makes sense. Um, those Milwaukee bats have been hitting the ball well. Uh, Grandal against Pill, of course. I mean, his price has dropped crazy, too, like Grandal. Like, he's he's getting to the point where it's like, you know, it's just it, he's just getting too cheap, I think. And I think that his ownership is just going to keep going up when his price goes down. So it's kind of tough. Uh, 
to you know in tournaments like a twenty eight hundred on DraftKings, for instance, like everyone's going to have Gonzal. I think he's going to be super high owned, you know, um, in this matchup against Tyler Pill. Uh, I wouldn't mind playing some uh, some Russell Martin, maybe. Um, you know, just because they're in Texas, as much as I like targeting catchers and like good ballparks, you know, trying to get that cheap home run. I do like Tyson Ross too, so um, kind of sets that off a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just gonna be a tough. It's gonna be a tough day for catcher. I might just take the savings at Grandal and work around that. He's probably my top play right now um, on the slated catcher. Uh, who would you consider your top play at catcher here? Uh, if I had to pick my top play at catcher, I mean, it's obviously Gary the Goat if I had to pick, but uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm going to stick with it. I'm just going to say it's Gary Sanchez. But it's, a, it's a slate where we can pay for hitters, so I'm going to try and pay up for him. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, so with that, we'll move on to first base. Uh, first base you know, tends to be a loaded position this season. There's so many first basemen that can hit. So uh, it's kind of hard to make the decision sometimes about where to go there. Uh, you know, who's hotter than Edwin uh, Encarcion, man? Hit another home run last night. Uh, C5 is the guy, and he's going against Kevin Gossman, the gas can, in a hitter's park in Baltimore. I mean, I, I think it'd be foolish to overlook Edwin Encarcion on the slate. I think that's definitely a good route to, to go. Um, if you're looking for some correlation to that uh, Gary the Goat Sanchez play, I think Matt Holliday makes a fine play here against Alaska, just gives up a ton of hard contact. Uh, don't mind Matt Carpenter leading off against Nick Pavetta, uh, also in a hitter's environment. I think that he's also in play. Uh, maybe some uh, some Eric Thames here. Get back on the Thames train uh, against Trevor Williams at home. Milwaukee hitters park. Guy's been smashing the ball too. Uh, who else do we have here? Um, you know, if you're going to target cores, I think Goldschmidt's the way to go. Uh, you know, he's hits just smashes righties. You know, you want to target if you're gonna target anyone in Arizona, you want to target the guys that can hit righties, like the power hitters against righties in cores, and I think that Goldschmidt would be that guy that you would want to target from that game. Um I think Uleski Guriel is a nice value play uh here going against uh, Manaya. You know, he the guy has a lot, like a ton of power, man. The guy just hits the ball really really hard against lefties and he's got a good spot here against Manaya, um, you know, as much as I like Manaya, I think that's that's definitely a justifiable route to go. And uh, last but not least, I mean, Cody Bellinger, man, like, guys, just been like another day, another Bellinger dong, man, it just keeps happening. So uh, I think that uh, Bellinger is definitely someone you could target here against Tyler Pill. It is Dodger Stadium, so you know it's, it's definitely not the best park for hitters, but that doesn't doesn't matter when you get a guy that can hit the ball as hard as Bellinger can hit it. Um, I know that he's an outfielder uh, other places, but on sites where he's first base eligible, definitely want to give him a look. We can bring him up again when we get to the outfield. So, uh, like I said, like I said, very loaded position here on the slate. So, lots of ways you can go, but I think that uh, I think E five is going to be my top play on this slate. Um, just trying to keep riding that hot streak, and he's going against an absolute gas can in a hitter's park. So that's going to be my probably my uh, my go to is going to be Edwin Carstione. How about you, Travis? Yeah, it's a loaded position. Uh, Bellinger, I'm a big fan of Carpenter against Pavetta. I'll have interest in him. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Edwin Carstione, great option, man. He's just crushing the ball. And you know, everything you said about Carstione, I love him. He's a good option. I think Kendrick Morales, we can have some interest in him. Uh, against uh, Ross, uh, I mean, him and Smoke, I'd have interest in. Uh, I think you go to Matt Adams, maybe. Like, I mean, this guy's just got such upside, right? Against Even against Jeff Samarja in SunTrust Park. 
Uh, and if you get that Giants bullpen too, that can help out as well. But Matt Adams, I mean, he's like one of those guys that can just be super low on, like a two percenter that no one actually goes to because of all these other guys sort of that we're talking about. I mean, there's just so many great options. Really cool down. I think I'm going to stay away, but if you're going to play him against uh, Trevor Williams, I wouldn't knock it. Uh, I like Matt Holiday a lot, though. And hey, Team BVP, man, Matt Holiday, 12 for 26, uh, two home runs, three uh, three doubles. Uh, you know, Team BVP is uh, licking their chops with that. Uh, so, um, yeah, so we have Matt Holiday, big fan of him. I think he's an interesting route to go. I would want him in my Yankee stacks uh, for sure. Um, and then. Uh, at the bottom, there's uh, not a lot to love, right? I think the Albert Pujols, uh, you're talking about playing the righty, uh, the righties against the Jordan Montgomery in uh, that Yankee Stadium. I think Pujols is a guy I would have some interest in. I think David Holmberg, like uh, I talked about it yesterday on the pod, I like Kenny's Vargas against the lefty. I'm going to play Kenny's Vargas again against the lefty. I think he's a guy in my twin sacks. Uh, I'll be making sure to get in there. I think he's a really uh, interesting option as a cheap first baseman, so... Uh, but that's about it for me at first. Uh, Josh, who's your two favorite first baseman if you had to pick? Only two. I'd say, I'd say Edwin Carcione and Matt Holliday, my top two. How about you? Uh, okay. Um, all right. I'm going to go with Cody Bellinger, the GOAT, because this guy, man, he is just on fire. Uh, I'll go with Bellinger, and then, you know, I'm going to go with Kenny's Vargas. I'm going to go back to well on him. I was a fan of him yesterday. He was in most of my twin stacks. So I'll get I'll get back on with uh, some Kenny's Vargas against the lefty. All right. Let's move on to second base then. Uh, Jason Kipnis in play once again, going against the, the gas can, Kevin Gossman. Um, you know, Kipnis batting, you know, second in that two-hole. He's going to get a ton of bats on the away team, so they guarantee that ninth inning. Um, at bat, so uh, you know, kind of stretches out the lineup a little bit, gives some extra opportunities. So I think they're going to score a ton of runs. They have one of the highest implied team totals on the slate, over five runs. So I think that Kipnis is a good way to get some stock in that Cleveland offense. Also, a good correlation play to Edwin and Carcione. Um, I think that uh, Starlin Castro might get overlooked, but you know, guy's been crushing the ball, and the whole Yankees offense has been cooking. And uh, he gets a good matchup against Nelasco, who I said gives up a ton of hard contact. So wouldn't falter for going there. Uh, I don't mind some Odor here uh, at home in Texas in a hot day. I think that you could uh, definitely target him and get him at uh, some low ownership. Uh, but Br- Brian Dozier is probably going to be super popular, you know, at home against uh, against the lefty. So I, and I don't I don't um, I don't fault you for playing him here either. I think that he's definitely a top option um, on the slate at second base. And if you want to get some salary cap savings, I think Chase Utley makes a fine play leading off against the righty. It is Dodger Stadium, and I like to mention that it is tough to score runs there. It's, it's definitely a pitcher's park, but um, that Dodgers offense has been getting red hot. And, uh, you know, who better to get a, a piece of them than, than their leadoff hitter, you know, going against a weak righty you know, and, and a lefty taking Chase Utley here. So I think Chase Utley is, is a fine. He's probably my favorite value play at second base. So uh, that's where I'm at right now. How about you, Travis? Yeah, uh, Chase Utley is a pretty decent value play. You can definitely go to him uh, if you need the value, but I don't think I'll need the value, and I think I'm going back to the well. He burned me yesterday, got me a zero, was pretty upset about it, but I want that Dozier exposure, man. Uh, he is he's, he's my top second baseman. I'll be playing him all over the place. He's a guy I like the most. I don't mind the Starling Castro pivot, especially in your Yankee stacks. Uh, I think he's an interesting option you can go to. Uh and then uh, I don't mind going to a uh, Robinson Cano if you think, uh, you know, with uh, 
with Justin Verlander. He's a guy that we don't really love targeting, but Cano is a guy that uh, I always have some interest in. So, uh, you know, he's, he's just too cheap, right, on some sites. Uh, he's just, just way underpriced for what you normally get him. So it's a good buy low opportunity uh, in some spots for sure. But uh, on second base, it's really just Dozier for me. I think I'm just going to go, uh, since I'm mainly playing turns, I might just go all in on Dozier and call it a day. Uh, I know it's kind of a leaning answer, but I just think he's uh, the best option on the slate for me for second base. And, you know, on fantasy draft, I don't even want to play many second basemen. So I'll just put Dozier in there and then that's it, I guess, uh, for me. So, so your, your top two second basemen are Dozier and Dozier? Yeah, and that's what we're going to go with today. My top two second basemen are Dozier and Dozier. I like that, Josh. How about you? Uh, I'll go with – I mean, I like Dozier a lot, but I'll go with uh, – just for, for being a little different, I'll go with Dozier and Utley will be my top two. Um, uh, or, or Kipnis and Utley, rather. Uh, I do like Dozier, but Kipnis and Utley will be my top two here. Uh, let's move on to the hot corner. we got a uh, third base here. Uh, another spot where there's a lot of guys that could uh, score a ton of points. So, you know, definitely an important spot um, to make a decision. Uh, Manny Machado, man, what a game last night. Just crushed the ball. Today he gets a, a matchup against Carlos Carrasco, so we're not going to go game lock chasing here. Doesn't get a good matchup. But I think on the flip side of that game, Jose Ramirez um, against Kevin Gossman is definitely a fine play. I think that you could find a way to fit him in there. Um, then, you know, I think that you should do it. I think that he's definitely one of the top plays on this slate. Um, I also wouldn't mind some... Uh, some Travis Shaw, if you're gonna if you're gonna get any of these Milwaukee bats in, not so much as a one-off, but I would like him as a correlation play to like an Eric Thames uh, or, or uh, Manny Pena. I think that he makes a fine correlation play there for the Brewers based on your roster construction. But uh, Sano, man, just absolutely crushes the ball, just hitting the ball so hard this season. Um, and you know you get him at a fair price here against David Holmberg. We yesterday, you know, he went yard against the lefty. Gets another weak lefty tonight. Uh, I think that Sano is a guy that you should be targeting in, in all of your lineups in all formats. Um, and uh, I also wouldn't mind some uh, some Justin Turner here. You know, Justin Turner against Tyler Pill. I think that uh, Turner is a good option to look at. Uh, guy came back off the DL, absolutely crushing the ball, and uh, hits the ball real hard, and uh, gets a matchup against a weak righty here. So. Uh, you know, he can hit righties well, too. Um, so I think that it's a good spot to look at Turner. Again, correlation play to roster construction. If you're getting Utley or if you're going to have uh, some Bellinger in there, I think, or Grandal, I think that you could you could correlate him to Turner. But for me, my top two are probably going to be uh, Sano and uh, Jose Ramirez. How about you, Travis? Yeah, uh, I get why everyone has interest in uh, some of these other guys at the top, but for me, it's Miguel Sano, man. Like, uh, yeah, Jose Ramirez, I don't mind. Like, yeah, we have Arenado, Jake Lamb, Turner, Donaldson, all good hitters, but Miguel Sano is just in an elite spot. Uh, I'll be all in on, almost all in on Miguel Sano. I love him. Uh, I'll probably be correlating a lot of Sano and Dozier tomorrow. Uh, I love correlating the Dozier and Sano. Uh, play so I'll probably be doing that a ton tomorrow. Uh, a third base we didn't mention that I like a lot is uh, Jed Jairko, man. Jed, the jerk store against uh, against uh, Pavetta. I think this is a really good spot for him. So uh, spots where you can get him for cheap, I like him a lot. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm probably just gonna go pretty all in on Sano. Uh, he's just he's just in a massive spot against Holmberg, and uh, he's. He's just so good at crushing the ball, man. Uh, Holmberg is not good. It's just a perfect spot. Uh, if I had to pivot to someone from there, like I like pivoting to Jose Ramirez, just the way he's been playing lately. He's got tons of extra base hits and just look at the game log. It's absolutely beautiful. So in the Indian stacks, right? Like I want to make sure I have Jose Ramirez in there. I don't feel like people want to pay that price tag, 
Uh, I haven't seen his ownership recently. I forgot to look at it. Uh, but normally it's normally it's pretty low because people don't play him. But he's on such a heater, it might be might be a little more inflated. But uh, yeah, for me, uh, all the Sano, uh, you know, can't get enough of it, and a little bit of jerk store for me. And also, just give him some honorable mention. Uh, one more Flores against the lefty. Uh, uh, Rich Hill's not not a guy I'm, I want to really target on this league, but I get when you know former Flores is sitting in the uh, in the four hole or the two hole, uh, I could see going to him as a value if you wanted. All right, so you said your top two would be Sano and Jerko. Would be your top two? Yep. All right, and yeah, those are my top two. How about you? Sano and Jose Ramirez are my top two. So that those are my top two at third. Sano and Ramirez. So with that, we'll move on to shortstop. Travis, you kick us off here at shortstop. Yeah, uh, man, I I missed out on Corey Seager uh, three home run day, man. I'm very annoyed about that. I even said on the podcast yesterday, Josh, I said I'm going to go out of my way and make a Dodger stack because I regretted not doing it, yes, on Monday. And, of course, I didn't go out of my way and make a Dodger stack. Uh, very annoyed at myself for not doing that. But I will not be chasing the Corey Seager three home run day. Uh, I just I can't chase it here at this point. Uh, it's one of those things I'll let other people roster. Not not saying he's not a bad play. He's a good play, but uh, I'm sure ownership will be inflated there, so I will stay away from that. Uh, I don't mind Didi Gregorius uh, against uh, Ricky Nolasco with that short porch. And, of course, uh, uh, Team BVP there, man, 11 for 22 against uh, Ricky Nolasco. So uh, Team BVP will be loving that. And I always love Didi's BVP. For some reason, he always comes through when I look at his BVP. Uh, so I don't mind him. But, uh, I mean, Francisco Lindor, I can't get enough of him. He's a guy that I'll have tons of exposure to, I'm sure. I think he's a really good option on this slate. Uh, I could see if Brandon Crawford ends up batting the three hole. I doubt he will, but I could see being contrarian with him. Uh, he can still hit lefties, right? Uh, and he's in a good park situation. Uh, so I, I don't mind going to him as well. Elmanis Diaz uh, against Pavetta. I think he's a good shortstop to go. He's hit, he hits righties better than uh, better than lefties. You know, just does a higher launch angle and uh, has just, just crushes the ball more, way more. Looks better on plate IQ two against righties. He's a guy I want to have. Uh, in these type of spots. Uh, and yeah, I think that's about it for me. How about you, Josh? Uh, who do you like at shortstop? Uh, Lindor a lot. I like Lindor a lot here on the slate. He's probably my top option here. But I also like a little bit of Carlos Correa to be different going against the lefty. I mean, the guy just smashes lefties, and people don't like to target Mania, uh justifiably so. But, I mean, this Astros team, you know, they're the favorite on this slate, and they're expected to score close to five runs, you know, with their implied team total. So uh, if those runs are going to come from somewhere, I think Korea will have a nice part in that. So I think that Korea is definitely um, in play here. Um, I do I do like Corey Seager here, man. I think that Corey Seager is a good play. I mean, I'm not just game lock chasing. I think that I would target him either way, and I think that it's a good indication that his bat's getting hot. He's seen the ball well again, and I, I think that it would be a mistake to not get some shares of Corey Seager tonight in your lineup. So we'll definitely have some Corey Seager tonight in my lineups. Um, I think you make a fine point about Brandon Crawford. Uh, people will stay away from that lefty-lefty matchup, but it, it is SunTrust, and he can hit lefties, so I think for a contrarian play, he does make sense. Um, but yeah, that's that's about it for me. I think I'm going to have a lot of Lindor. Uh, you know, my top two will be Lindor and Seager. And um, I also think that uh, Eduardo Escobar um, would be a, a good uh, a good addition to your Minnesota stack if you're going to play a lot of Dozier and Sano, you could get some Escobar in there too. 
So that's uh, that's where I'm at um, at shortstop. Anyone else here you want to mention? Yeah, that's a good question. That's a good point with Escobar. I'm sure I'll I'm sure I'll be throwing him in as well. But he he can get kind of pricey and it gets annoying. But uh, I think a lot of people say that with Escobar because they don't really want to play him. So that lowers his ownership, which is one thing that I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind at times. I don't mind paying up for guys that are normally not a tier where people want to pay for in tournaments. It just helps you get lower ownership on a guy. So yeah, when you fill in your stacks. Yep. Yeah, exactly. But that's about it for me. Want to go over to the outfield? Yeah, let's go to the outfield. Travis, you go ahead and kick us off here at outfield. Yeah, I mean, uh, if I have the money for Charlie Blackman, I want him against uh, Tywin Walker. I just don't know if I'll have the money for him. That's kind of one of the issues. Uh, he's super expensive, but we'll see. Uh, I mean, if I can get him in, I want to put him in. Uh, and then Aaron Judge, right? Like, that's a tough decision. Aaron Judge or Charlie Blackman. I got a judge against Ricky Nolasco. He's a tons of... Tons of barrels, tons of hard contact. I mean, that's just a gold mine for him. He should easily bang one out. Uh, so, yeah, uh, this is just uh, – outfield is loaded, right? Uh, tons of good spots to look at. Uh, you got David Peralta, lefty in cores. But, again, I like Jeff Hoffman, but uh, just want to give him a little mention, those lefties. We didn't really mention Jake Lamb either, but uh, that whole, like, Lamb, Peralta, Goldie are, like, the three Arizona guys, I think, if you – if you played Arizona, make sure to have those guys in your lineup if you're on them, but I will not be, but just something to mention. Uh, I don't mind a Jonas Cespedes against a lefty and, you know, never have any issues with that. Of course, Joey Bats trying to get all that revenge in Texas against Tyson Ross. Uh, I wouldn't mind going Joey Bats. I'm not as high in Toronto as I was in the past couple days, uh, but I still think they're a, an interesting option. I think Cargo too. Uh, you know, if he's batting that four hole, we'd absolutely love that against Taiwan Walker. I think he's a good play. And then these Yankees, man, the Brett Gardner, the Aaron Hicks. I mean, they're all in fantastic spots tomorrow. Uh, with that short porch, uh, they're guys that I'm going to uh, have to have some interest in on this slate. And then I also like those Cardinals outfielders, the Piscotti, Fam, and Fowler combo. I think they're all super interesting against Pavetta. I think I'll definitely be... Uh, considering them, and then uh, of course I love the I love the Twins today, and uh, they're a team I like a lot. So I will want some exposure to uh, Robbie Grossman. Uh, I wouldn't mind going Eddie Rosario, but he had that three home run game recently, so I don't. I'm not obviously expecting that, but uh, I still feel a little burned because I talked about playing him that day. Uh, and pretty frustrated I never did, and uh, you can do a wraparound stack with Byron Buxton with the Twins if you wanted. So uh, yeah, uh, I think there's a lot of good options in the outfield. What about you, Josh? Who do you like? There are a lot of good options here, and I think that it's just going to come down to, I say this all the time, the weekend grind when you guys listen, comes down to roster construction and where you're going to correlate. Um, you know, it seems like we're going to have a lot of interest in the Twins here, so I do think that Grossman and Rosario are fine options uh, to, to keep that correlation going. Uh, I don't know, uh, you know, I it's it does come down to Blackman and Judge if you're going to pay up, right? So, like... It's tough. Like, do you take Blackman in cores against Taiwan Walker, or do you take Judge against Nolasco at home, like, you know, against a guy that gives up a ton of hard contact? Uh, for me, what it's going to come down to is uh, where I think my correlation is going to go. Um, both teams with high, high implied run totals, too. The, the Rockies have a 6.28 implied run total for their team, and the Yankees have 6.36, which is a little bit higher than the Rockies. You know, not much, but a little bit higher. Uh, and I just, you know, outside of cargo, like if I'm going to play cargo, like I'll play Blackman and cargo together. But if I'm not going to get um, any other Rockies into my lineup, then I'm probably just going to go with Judge, um, you know, assuming that I'll have Holiday or Gary Sanchez in that lineup as well, if not both, uh, to complete that correlation. So I think that makes a fine play. 
Um, I think that Chisenhall um, is, is a good addition to to a Cleveland stack if you have one out there with like Lindor and Kipnis and Jose Ramirez and E5. I think that Chisenhall is a nice way to complete that stack. I think you could go that route too. Um, but yeah, uh, outside of that, you know, um, it's just going to come down to, to round construction. Like I said, Cody Ballinger too, we mentioned him earlier, outfield eligible on some sites. I think that he makes a fine play. And Jock Peterson too against a righty. Maybe he'll get a little bit of a lineup boost here because uh, they're facing a righty. So uh, we'll, we'll look for that, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's that's where I'm at right now at outfield. Trying to kind of just narrow it down to, like, where's the rest of my lineup going and, you know, how can I complete. Like, you know, we look at lineups like putting together puzzles or like painting pictures, right? So you want to look at, like, where could I complete my picture here? You know, you don't want to be all over the place with a bunch of one-offs. So what you want to do is try to just you know complete that picture that you're painting and i think that it comes down to wherever my lineup is going as i'm building i think we have fine options to fill in and, and kind of finish off that picture here not a lot of one-off interest here um on the slate for me and i think i'm just going to stick to correlating my bats wherever i go so that's where i'm at at outfield uh, anything else you want to add here at outfield travis no yeah that's uh that's about it for me uh let's head over to the stacks of the day man uh you want to kick us off with your favorite stack sure i'll do that um my favorite stack of the day here is going to be the Cleveland Indians against the Baltimore Orioles. I think that, you know, they're in a hitter's park. they got a, a gas can in Kevin Gossman. They have a huge implied run total. Um, I think that, you know, it's a bit lower than, like, the Yankees and the Rockies, so I think that will deflate ownership a little bit uh, on them. And then also the Twins have a bit of a higher run total, too. So I think that um, people are kind of kind of pivot away from the Cleveland Indians here. Um, but I think that will be a mistake. I think there's so many... Fantasy points to go around in this game, especially um, you know on the on the Indian side because they have Carrasco pitching. So I think that'll limit the all the Orioles uh, production. But uh, but yeah, I think that you know this is definitely a spot to get some exposure to the Indians here. So they're going to be my favorite stack of the day here in tournaments. How about you, Travis? Oh uh, yeah, for me, uh, it's uh, I think uh, you guys could guess it, right? I was hoping you wouldn't take him. I was a little worried, but it's the Minnesota Twins uh, against David Holmberg. He's a gas can. Uh, he's a guy who should get absolutely shelled tomorrow. And uh, I'm I'm all in on the Twins, man. Uh, excited to excited to roster them up. I had him yesterday. They were okay, but having a lot of Brian Dozier hurt. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm back on the Twins, and I'm going to be heavy on the Twins tomorrow. Can't wait to roster them up. All right. Well, with that, we covered everything. So hope you guys have a great day. Go ahead, check out Fantasy Draft. Enter some contests if you haven't already. You sign up uh, through the Roto Grinders links if you haven't signed up. You get some cool bonuses for that. So um, you know, enjoy the game. You know, enjoy the games tonight. It's a nice day. Uh, you know, plenty, plenty of uh, plenty of, of offensive heavy games here. So we're gonna get to see some some balls flying around. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll be back this weekend with the weekend grind to talk to you guys. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you then. For my co-host Travis Mangone, I'm Josh Sir Giant. See you later, guys. knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this father's day we do it right too with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn now get a charbroil four burner advantage series gas grill for just 169 dollars, and pick up your choice of craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only 99 dollars each make this father's day his best one yet and do it right for less start with lowe's charbroil offer valid through 612 craftsman offer valid through 619 us only Napa know-how.
At Napa Auto Care Centers, you'll get a $75 prepaid Visa card when you spend $250 on Napa brake parts, which is cause to celebrate. Because normally the sound of screeching brakes means your bank account's about to take a hit. But getting $75 back makes that hit not so bad. Quality parts installed by the pros. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Care Centers, exclusions apply. Offer ends 63019.